Hey everyone, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing good. Mike yesterday began to talk about authenticity and vulnerability and choosing to be real with people. Today I just want to build on uh, that as I begin to look at friendship for the next few Take Hearts. And um, I suppose the first thing I would say is vulnerability and authenticity is um, not the norm today and it's really, really hard to do. And lots of us find it difficult for different reasons. Um, I'm not sure what TV you are watching at the moment, but unfortunately for me, a lot of mine involves kids' films. And uh, currently my, my two oldest boys, who are five and three, are into Toy Story. So I've been watching a lot of the Toy Story films and I know you're not six years old, but uh, unfortunately this is all I have for illustrations these days. But in Toy Story 2, uh, Woody is captured by this evil um, kind of shopkeeper guy who plans to sell the Woody toy collection to a museum in Japan. It is a high drama film. And uh, Woody meets for the first time Jesse the cowgirl who's part of the Woody collection and he's trying to persuade Jesse to, to break free with him and they can go and find his kid Andy and they can have a happy time kind of like being toys again rather than be sold off into uh, a museum. And Jessie refuses. She doesn't want to go with him. And Woody just can't understand this. And he's like, why would you not want to do that? You know, you can go and be a toy again. You can have a kid. Why would you want to effectively be behind a, a piece of glass and put yourself into storage? And Jessie, when, when Woody says that to her, she kind of huddles up. It's like she hugs herself into a tiny little ball. And then she begins to tell her story. And as she's saying it, of course, because this is a movie, some music starts to play in the background. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. I thought about singing that to you, but I decided against it. This music plays in the background and Jessie talks about how she had this amazing kid called Emily and when somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. But then she goes on to tell how Emily grew up and eventually Emily got tired of Jessie and um, neglected her and ultimately left her in a cardboard box by the side of the road. And I'm sitting there with my kids watching this and literally I am like welling up. <laughs> Just, I, my oldest boy's like, what is wrong with you, dad? Meanwhile, I'm texting my mum, finding out if she's still got my old toys so I can ring them and apologise for leaving them. Um, but the question that it raises is Pixar, but I think it's still profound. The question that it raises for me is, you know, if you are a toy and your purpose is to be played with, why would you want to check yourself into storage? Answer, because you got so badly damaged the first time around, you can't go through it again. Jessie says uh, at the end of that little montage, she says, you never forget kids like Andy and Emily, but they forget you. Question, if we are human beings and we are made for deep, life-giving friendships, and we are, why do we so often um, choose not to go there? And the answer for, I think for lots of us, is because we got hurt too badly before to risk doing it again. Um, we never forget them even if they forget us. And there's a story of two great friends in scripture. There's lots of great examples of friendship in the Bible, but one of my favorites is David and Jonathan. Uh, 
And in David and Jonathan's story, uh, you can read about it in 1 Samuel chapter 18. It's when they first meet. But there's this, this verse that really kind of gives a lot away as to why their friendship was amazing. 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18. I'll just read you a little bit. This is from verse 4. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword and his bow and his belt. Now you read that and you think, that just sounds a bit strange. Jonathan's giving David his, his coat and his armour and his weapons um, as they make this covenant together. Um, but one of the things I think it speaks to us of is exactly what Mike was talking about yesterday, which is um, vulnerability. If you like, it's the ancient equivalent of Jonathan and David deciding not to have a filter. Um, Jonathan handing over his sword and his bow and his bell, those were his weapons, which even more so in those days than today was, was a means of protecting yourself against your enemies. So effectively, in giving those to another person, you're, you're basically saying, if you want to, you can turn around and stab me. You can turn around and devastate me. I've effectively put myself in your power in that regard. And the modern equivalent for us today would be to, to share with somebody where we're really at, to tell them stuff that really is uh, kind of our closest, closely held secrets to the point where if they wanted to, they could turn around and devastate us. And I remember for me, when I began to see some of this stuff, I thought, well, why on earth would I ever do that? And part of my story is when I was 16, I, I got dumped and um, I don't blame the girl I think looking back if I was her I would have dumped me too but at the time I was pretty devastated um, but as I've reflected back over the years my response is, is really telling because what I did even though I had a wonderful family is I decided to keep it all to myself uh, and put my game face on and hide the fact that I was hurting and in fact I remember the day after it happened I made a promise a vow to myself I will never let anyone hurt me again and in order to do that, what I had to do was pick up my armour, my sword, my bow, my belt, put up my defences, my walls, my filters, if you will, and um, make sure that no one ever saw the real me. They could see bits of me, but not right at the heart of me. And then when I moved to Watford, Jesus really just began to speak to me. And, and one of the things he said to me, and it was through Mike, um, saying what he said yesterday on the Take Heart about the vulnerability of Jesus was that the way that God chooses to do relationship with us is not by self-protecting, but it's by, it's by making himself known to us. And Jesus was vulnerable. And I began to notice in people around me a quality of relationship that I didn't have in my own life, where they really talked about where they were really at, and they were honest with each other, and they still loved each other, and they were still for each other. And I saw it, and I, I knew that's what I wanted. I just didn't know how to get there. What I began to realise is one of the ways that we get there is we choose to open up. What great friends do is they let each other in. They choose to be honest about where they're really at. And it is a risk. And for lots of us that puts us off. It is a risk because what happens when we begin to open up is people do hurt us because everybody's got their stuff and we will all hurt each other. That will probably always be the case. Um, so the risks are great, but you know what I found? The rewards are so much greater. Because, and this is the kind of relationship we can only ever have with a few, all right? So it's not talking about disclosing to masses of people, 
but those few friendships can um, and are the solution to loneliness. And they, they're a place where we find healing. So often our hurt comes from relationships, but our healing can be found there too. And so a thought for the day, a question um, to leave you with is, who, I'm, who am I being really honest and vulnerable with at the moment? Is there a step um, that we might need to take today? And it'll take courage to take it in just sharing with someone who is a good friend uh, what's really going on. Maybe perhaps it's something that we haven't shared with anyone um, at the moment, but just taking that step to open up and to be courageous and to let them know where we're really at. That's how friendships grow. And speaking as someone who God has, and is still taking me on a massive journey with this, what I can say is that the greatest blessings he's brought into my life have been my friendships. And it's through them that I have found life and come alive. So it is worth the risk.